I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and this is episode 121 of the Kilowatt podcast. I am really happy to be here. I turned the volume on the mic up again because there's no one on the other side of the room uh, listening to a very loud TV and laughing and uh, and having a good time while I'm in here doing a podcast. So uh, I turned the volume back up. Uh, this podcast I'm recording a little bit early. I'm recording on Wednesday because I just there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done over the next two weeks, and um, I'm probably going to record earlier than I normally do earlier in the week than I normally do, just to make sure that I can get the podcast out on Friday and not be late. So, and there will be a podcast. There'll be no breaks through December. I know some podcasts will take a break between Christmas and New Year's. We're we're just going to plow on through. Uh, let's see how. What do I like? Do by Friday. Do do by Friday is a podcast with Max Temkin, who is the uh, one of the creators of Cards Against Humanity. Uh, Alex Cox, who works with Max and Alex, uh, is a lady, and Merlin Mann, and it is a wonderful podcast. Um, in the beginning of each episode, um, there there's times for me. And maybe you won't experience this. There's times, because they're very, very uh, liberal. They lean way far to the left. Um, it's, there's times when they kind of seem maybe a little bit mean-spirited in their jokes. But um, I don't think that they're mean-spirited people. They all seem like very lovely people. Um, that's just my sensibilities. But um, I really enjoy the podcast. This week... Uh, so every week they have a challenge that they have to complete. This week the challenge was to solve a mystery. So one of their listeners wrote in and said, there's a movie or a TV show that I saw when I was little. I only small, saw a small amount of it because my parents told me to leave the room. It has these factors in it. I can't find it. Everybody tells me I'm crazy. It doesn't exist, including his parents. 
So Max Temkin created a kind of a parody of the serial podcast, complete with music and sound effects and the the tempo and the measure of the whole serial podcast, which I have listened to a few episodes, not a huge fan of that podcast, but it's really well produced. And his parody was very well produced and super entertaining and engaging. So I highly suggest listening to that episode. I'll put a link in the show notes for that reason only. Um, it was it was pretty amazing what uh, they did there. Next thing I like, because um, there's a couple things here, is the Accidental Tech Podcast, um, which is three programmers that talk about Apple products. But won't you know they they'll talk about food and Tesla and cars and things like that too. But mostly it's about Apple products. And uh, Marco Armet, who is the creator of Instapaper, he worked for. He worked for he worked for um, Tumblr. He was an early employee of Tumblr. Um, he created Overcast. If you listen to this podcast on Overcast, that's who made it. He has a Tesla. Uh, he leased a new Tesla, and he's having some problems. And he has a little Tesla rant. And most of the things I think that what he says are valid. Um, he calls. He says that Elon needs to resign from the company or step down from the company. I don't necessarily agree with that. However. A lot of the other things that he talks about um, in his rant are valid. And he's a fan of Tesla. He loves the Model S. So he's not bashing the company, the car, so much as just the kind of the way that things were handled for his with his current situations. But I will put a link to that in the show notes, and I highly recommend uh, listening to it because it's, um, it's very well put. So updates. Um, let's see here. We have a new Patreon supporter, Ian. Ian is at the $5 level. So Ian, welcome. And, uh, feel free to interact in the Slack, uh, voice your opinion, post articles. It's there for you to do whatever you like with. You can even just kind of sit back and, and, uh, read what, what everybody else is talking about, but you are more than welcome, uh, to post whatever you want in there. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you very much for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, we talked last week a little bit, uh, but I want to reiterate. So I have a I have a job, and then on my off days, I'll drive for Lyft when my kids are in school, or I'll take overtime. So I don't need like my my everyday living expenses are taken care of. So I don't I don't need the Patreon to live off of. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to have the show support itself. So when if a mic breaks down or um, the preamp breaks or whatever. I have a little bit extra to dig in and have the show support itself, pay for hosting, pay for the website, which we do have a website and I'm still working on, um, that kind of thing. And I would like to go to the LA auto show next year and, uh, just kind of tour it and, and interview people for this show. We did something like that a year ago with the Monterey, um, car show, and we talked to the folks at Lucid Motors. So um, I'd like to do that a little bit more with um, with this podcast. I kind of like to branch out a little bit more. But it was very expensive for Sierra and I to go down to that uh, the um, in Monterey. I think it was like I think it cost me a little over a thousand bucks or twelve hundred bucks, something like that. I can't remember exactly what the the total bill was, but we were basically there for a day and a half. And uh, so it's very expensive to go to these things. So that's what your money would go to if you support the Patreon, um, just to be, you know, just the show. 
not, not nothing else. I'm not looking for any other money for anything else, just to support this show. So we have some videos. We have a tour of the Giga Factory, and we have the 60 Minutes piece that uh, uh, Elon was part of. Um, I put those in the show notes, and I think there's one more, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. But let's dig right into the show. This is going to be a rather short show, because like I said, I have a lot of things going on this week. and But there wasn't that much news, really. So let's head on with it here. VW is planning on releasing an electric luxury SUV, seven-seater, and a beach buggy based on the MEV platform. Uh, we'll see the seven-seat, not so far, they, we haven't heard a name. We'll see that luxury SUV at the Shanghai Auto Show in April, so that's exciting. The beach buggy will be revealed sometime in 2019. No word on what the vehicles will cost, but here's my guess. Um, the beach buggy, probably somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars. I'd be surprised if it was lower than fifteen. I'd be surprised if it was much higher than twenty. Uh, but you know, I've been surprised before. Uh, the luxury SUV, I think that's going to start somewhere in the sixty thousand dollar range because that is where other SUVs that are electric, that are luxury or not electric, that's where they kind of start. So I would expect you to see the sixty thousand dollar range. Um. Let's see. Next up, Chinese EV company NIO. Man, I never know how to pronounce this company's name. NIO. If you know, let me know. Uh, they have produced 10,000 ES8s, which is their seven-passenger SUV. 3,000 of those are were just in November, so they're ramping up production nicely. And uh, they're set to unveil their five-seater ES6, which is very compelling to me, on December 15th. Uh, this podcast will come out on December 15th, so obviously we'll have to wait and talk about that next week, but I'm very excited about it. Uh, deliveries for the um, ES6 will begin this summer in 2019, so super exciting. Just so you know, I own a little bit of stock for that from that company. Not enough to make a huge difference, but I do own a little bit, so you should know that. Let's see. Elon was in 60 Minutes. He wasn't very happy about the way they edited some of his answers. A lot of people are calling for the full edit or the full unedited version of his interview, which would I think would be very entertaining. Um, we didn't learn a whole bunch more than we already knew about what's going on at Tesla. I think this is more for the average folks out there. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the videos in the show notes, like I said. Elon also, he tweeted out a little fun fact, a Tesla fun fact. The companies considered the name Faraday before settling on Tesla. So they ended up purchasing the trademark for Tesla Motors from a gentleman who had registered, I think in 1994, I didn't write it down, 94, 96, for $75,000. Um, but Faraday was obviously a, a close contender, and obviously that became Faraday Future, or not became, eventually Faraday Future came along, and we all know how that's gone for the name Faraday, which hasn't been great. Um, so we got that one. Tesla may unveil their pickup truck uh, prototype in 2019. I wonder if they unveiled it with, if they'll unveil it with the Model Y. So it'll just be a prototype as well, the Model Y. 
but uh, kind of in a, the same way that they did the Tesla Semi and the Tesla Roadster. I wonder if they'll unveil the Y and the pickup. I'm not really sure if they would. I don't know why they would, but then again, I you know, it's all it's very expensive to put on a an event, so we'll see. But I'm excited to see what they come up with. Um, I really hope, really hope, and and fingers crossed, I really hope that they come out with something that's a little bit more affordable than the Rivian R1T. Um, we were talking about this a little bit on Slack. And I just think that the 69000 or $70,000 for the base model of that vehicle is is too much for a lot of people to afford. A lot of working people, a lot of blue-collar, like, I'm going to take my truck to work and actually use it to work kind of folks. Like, my captain is a very, um, he's a very successful painter, right? Not like Not like painting pictures, like, he does... He paints houses, he does remodels, he is, you know, he does very well for himself outside. I mean, he makes way more money with his business than he does being a firefighter, my former captain. And um, I don't think he would spend $70,000 on a truck. Like, he spends a lot. He has an F-150, and he spent a lot on his F-150. I think it's the second or the third from the top of the, the that you could get, although the F-150 has so many packages, how would you know? But he does spend a lot on his trucks um, because he uses them to make money, but I don't think he would spend that much. Now, I have another friend who is a realtor and a um, he does remodels. And we call him, I mean, he's, never mind. <laughs> we won't go into that. Too much information about him. Anyway, but he is, um, he loves the Rivian. I showed it to him. He absolutely loves it. He's like, I really want this truck. How much does it cost? So I showed it to him and then, Two shifts later, so two weeks later, he comes to me and says, how much does this truck cost? I really want it. I can't stop thinking about it. And I told him $69,000. He's like, oh, well, <laughs> you just burst through my bubble. Um, in, I'm really close friends with this guy. So my best guess is he could probably afford the $50,000 one if there was a $50,000 EV truck out there. Right now, he has like an 89 or 90 Chevy Silverado and... Um, that thing's been paid for for quite some time. He bought it when he was in high school, and he's almost 40 now. So, you know, figure that out. Um, he bought it used. But, um, yeah, so I can imagine that in that Rivian, the way they have this price, that anybody who's an individual, not we're not talking companies here, because I realize there are companies like Utilities, for instance, from what we were talking about on the Slack a little bit, Utilities could obviously afford to especially electric utilities, if they wanted to get behind the Go Green initiative, they could afford to buy this truck. But Rivian is really pushing this truck for um, adventure. And that's cool, and that's fun, but it looks like a truck that they designed to also be a work truck. And I think they they should also be marketing this to the the folks that out there that are out there that are contractors that aren't big companies, but they make a nice living and they should be coming out with something that is um, eventually, I understand you can't do it right out of the gate, but they really need to bring that price down to make it more realistic. $50,000 is still a heck of a lot of money to be spending on a vehicle. Um, but when you are, when you're out there buying for your business, you know, that makes a little bit more sense versus when you're out there buying um, 
a vehicle because you want to go camping. Maybe, to me, that doesn't make much sense. But to me, who am I? All right. I don't know how we took a uh, Tesla story and made it into a Rivian story, but that's the way my brain works. It's just all over the place. It drives my wife bananas. Uh, Tesla, they're going to offer a full refund on your car if they can't deliver it before the federal tax credit deadline, which is at the end of 2018. Um, so if they deliver your car late and you didn't get the tax credit, they'll say, okay, great, we'll give you a full refund and you can go on your way. I don't expect many people are going to take advantage of that. Um, if it is delivered after 2018, then it drops to 37000 or excuse me, $3,750. Um, and then six months after that, it, it drops again by 50%. So um, if you do miss it, that is a real bummer, but you do get something in January if you do take delivery of it then. Kind of in a related thing, I got an email from Tesla and it said, hey, come test drive a Model S or a Model X. It didn't say a Model 3. And then it said, if you test drive your car and you like it, just take it home. There's no waiting. Take that car and you're good. Good to go. Now, up the road for me a little bit is uh, the Tesla uh, service center and showroom on University, like right off the 101 on University. And uh, I drive by it every now and again, and I am astounded on how many cars. There's Model S's, there's Model X's, there's Model 3's. Um, on the way into work, so I have a little bit of driving to work, or on the way home, I usually see, at you know, a couple times a week, I'll see three or four different um, car haulers hauling nothing but Model 3s. So, and I see Model 3s all over the place in my neighborhood. There's so many Model 3s, it's ridiculous. I mean, my neighborhood being a very large area. So I guess the area that I live in that I drive, not necessarily in my neighborhood, because there's only one person that I know of that has one in my neighborhood. But uh, Tesla is getting those vehicles out there and they're getting, there is a lot a lot of vehicles, but apparently, um, they're trying to sell more by the end of the year. So there we go. Um, okay. Next story. Tesla is developing its own AR system for workers on the line. So Tesla was an early adopter of Google glass. Um, the goal with their AR efforts now is to help with the specific manufacturing tasks that their employees are doing. Um, right now this is just a patent, but we don't, and we're not really sure how far it'll go, but this seems like something that is kind of right up Tesla's alley in terms of making, uh, the, making the, uh, experience of building the car easier for their employees. And goodness knows that they've had plenty of bad press. So hopefully this will help, um, the employees out who are actually building the cars. Hopefully that'll help them. Uh, and and cause less injuries and less stress for the the employee. But right now, we don't really know a whole lot of what their plans are. There are some things in the patent, but that doesn't mean that's what the final product's going to look like. And so I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to report on that stuff. But if I had my guess, it would be um, similar to what they were doing with Google Glass, but then they would you know improve on it, obviously with their system. So, and then our final story today is Martin Tripp. He is back in the news. And if you don't remember who Martin Tripp is, 
He is the alleged saboteur who stole gigabytes of Tesla information, gave the data to outside interest, lied to reporters, and is a horrible human being, according to Elon Musk. Now, I don't know if any of those things are true, but Tesla is suing him for $167 million. Tripp's lawyer called this lawsuit absurd. I would probably lean to agree with that. Um, I understand that a company needs to set an example, but I'm finding it really hard to... Like, it just seems like they're just trying to ruin this person's life. And I understand. Um, as far as I know, he hasn't been convicted, so this is all alleged. But I understand that if somebody steals this and steals information from a company and distributes that to others, like there's a rumor that it went to a short seller, and if that information that's technically, from what I understand, insider training, trading, and you can't buy stolen information because that's wrong, I don't know if all of this is true, but it seems like the, you know, justice system would be the way to go to sort all this out. And if there's not enough evidence, then it sounds like you would sue or Tesla would sue uh, because there's not enough evidence. And that's the last thing in their, their quiver. But I don't know. I am not a lawyer and I know nothing about um, law. So... But it does seem like a ridiculous amount of money. I'm not really sure how they came up with that total. Um, Trip right now has a GoFundMe, and it's only and it's been going on for a long time since I lived in my old house, which has been a while. But it's only funded at eighteen thousand of five hundred thousand dollars. So he's got a GoFundMe for his legal fees, and that is um, that's not one hundred sixty-seven million dollars. That eighteen thousand, he's going to need a lot more if that's really the case. Tesla knows it's obviously never going to see that money. It just seems like they're just trying to drive this person into the ground. And again, I don't know if he's guilty. I don't know if he's innocent. Even if he is guilty, um, there are repercussions uh, on... Oh, man. If he's not guilty, and I don't know if he is or he isn't, but if he's not guilty, this could ruin this guy's life. Let's pretend he is a pawn in a much bigger, bigger scheme. And, uh, yes, maybe he's, let's say he's partially guilty or whatever. He's guilty of some things, but not of everything. Uh, doing this kind of thing is going to ruin his life and it's going to make his life, uh, for his family much more, um, difficult. Now I understand if he did something wrong, then he should pay, but there, there's a system in place for justice. This just seems like they're just trying to add more and more stress to this guy. Um, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Cause again, I don't know what the, there are so many things like when we had a lawyer for a, a family law thing, uh, for custody stuff. And, uh, the things that this lawyer would do, I'd be like, Hey man, that doesn't seem right. And he's like, well, no, we got to do them because of these things. And, and then he would say them and it would make more sense. And it was like, Oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. So I don't know if this is really a um i don't know if it's that situation where i just don't understand it and i'm hesitant i don't want to i don't want to make a stand one way or the other because i'm hesitant to do so because i don't i don't really know anything about law but i do know that 167 is a lot of millions of dollars and if if this guy is in fact innocent um that 
they're never going to get the $167 million. Tesla knows that, but to ruin a person over it, it just it breaks my heart really is what it ends up doing is it breaks my heart. So, um, probably should have left this on a little bit of a higher note and not so low, but, uh, you know, Tesla's got to make sure that the other potential saboteurs waiting in the shadows know that something bad's going to happen to them. So I guess, you know, whatever makes sense. Does it make sense? If you're a lawyer, let me know, um, why I'm wrong. And I'll, I'll read your answer on the email on the show. I'll read your email on the show. Anyway, that's the whole show today. I hope everyone has a wonderful week and I will see you, uh, next Friday. Whether it's recorded early or not, I don't know. But I will see you next Friday. Oh, this is how we end the show. There we go, right there. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.